I'm Matt Dixon, and welcome to the Purple Patch Podcast. The mission of Purple Patch is to empower and educate every human being to reach their athletic potential. Through the lens of athletic potential, you reach your human potential. The purpose of this podcast is to help time-starved people everywhere integrate sport into life. And welcome to the Purple Patch Podcast. As ever, your host, Matt Dixon, and today, something a little different. Folks, I thought long and hard about today. Should I? Shouldn't I? And then I stopped thinking. I thought, you know what? Just do it. You see, today is a deeply personal one, and it's going to be very, very short. And I'm recording this just before I fly back to the UK, South End in Essex, for the funeral of my mother. And so I thought I'd share a little personal story today. Now, for some of you folks, you might find it sad, others potentially inspiring. But for anyone who's lost someone close, perhaps it will be relatable. And so this is one that I sit here and record with a beer. Please excuse me. I know this is a performance podcast. But I hope in telling you this little story or vignette or whatever you'd like to call it, perhaps you'll get to know me a little bit more. Where my stories come from, a little piece of what led to me going into coaching. And I guess what led me to be me and me to you. And so I give you no promises today. I just hope that you will enjoy. And today I gave Barry the day off. Well earned, we might appreciate. We are just going to go straight into the meat and potatoes. Yes, the meat and potatoes today is all about my mum, Mary Owen. Formerly Mary Dixon, born in 1944, died a couple of weeks ago from complications of COVID-19, age 77. She was the mum of three boys, Martin Dixon, the eldest, Peter Dixon, and the naughty youngest one. Yes, that's me. Today's conversation is all about my mum, and I'm not going to keep you for long, I promise. But with the time I have, I can tell you that she wasn't perfect because nobody is. She made mistakes because everybody does. But she was my mum. And with that, as I find myself in now, what I come to realise, as I'm sure many of you guys do, is that passages of time are just really, really difficult. But I also realise that no matter who we are, when we do go, when we do pass, all of us will lead a thumbprint on the world, a legacy of sorts. We pass it on, and then we leave the journey to others. And we do our bit in our time here, and it's a short time, I think we can all agree. And then we go on to this amazing universe, and we move on. And so with this legacy, as someone passes, someone close, my mum, of course you re-examine, and you look at your parent or your mum or someone that you've lost that is close. At least I found myself doing that. And what I wanted to do is just share a couple of snippets from my mum and a little bit of what I determine as maybe her thumbprint or legacy on the world. And I want to frame who my mum was first, because born in 1944, she grew up in a single family household, and that was a legacy in itself of wartime Britain. I'll let you guess the rest. And she was raised by her mum, And at that time, growing up in a single parent family, it wasn't easy. 
kids like that that age weren't viewed easy. And she had, by all accounts, a really loving childhood, but a tough childhood. And I think that that was the formation of really, as she grew up and became a parent, a deep sense of justice and fairness. And I think one thing that drove her is that my kids will not have to go through that adversity. I think many of us feel like that. But I came together over the last few days, week plus, and thought, how do I remember her? How do I think of her now? And I've got several categories. The first of these is titled Three Brothers and Two Cakes for Tea. I brought that line from a friend of our family. And if you're a listener and you happen to be one of three boys, that title will resonate. You see, at the dinner table, the battles would be legendary. It was the birthplace of our competitive spirit. And as my mum used to say, it's not a competition who finishes dinner first, to which the reply might come from my eldest brother, I know, but I won. And all the while, we had plenty of food with endless roast potatoes and guaranteed leftovers. We were very lucky. But I still spent my Sunday lunches seeking to protect my stack of potatoes from theft, the other eye always seeking opportunity to poach from another plate. Yes, no matter the chaos of family upbringing, the truth is that what emerged were three brothers living from since the age of I've been 12 miles apart, continents apart from each other. And yet we are here today closer to than ever, supportive, loyal, loving, and joined by a spirit and connection that only siblings can imagine. And I think perhaps my mum right now would be proud that the three of us are starting our quest in training in different corners of the world so that we can meet up in Europe next year to complete the famed Alt route, the bike race through the Alps over seven days. Now we're not gonna try and beat each other, we will be joining up in support of one another on a great trip and an adventure. I bet I win. The second legacy of my mum is titled The Great Outdoors. You see, my mum, without a doubt, grounded our family, our broader family, myself and my brothers, to love and experience the outdoors. And in a time of overconsumption of screens, where there's no room of failure or adversity for our children to face. Our home was built around the outdoors and finding adventure. Boredom was a label of the lack of imagination. And when I reflect on our childhood, our mum was really responsible for exposing all three of us brothers to sport, long days of the beach, hikes that just took that little bit too long, and camping holidays in the southwest of England. Oh, doesn't it sound romantic and idyllic? Oh, and I'm sure it was. But also, Westcliff Beach is no Côte d'Azur, and the camping trips included a two-day drive, always sticking right to the 55 mile an hour so that we could save on petrol. All the while, we had promises every single year without fail of getting lost in Bridgewater, Somerset. Just the ninth year in the row we made the trip. But where are we? Goodness me. But the truth is, those adventures were active, full of family 
and endless, endless adventure. And while my memories are full of huddling in a towel behind a windbreaker in the desperate hope of capturing just a snippet of warmth out of that partially cloudy 68 degree day in the west coast of England, all the while looking west at the rain-threatening crowds, still contemplating how map reading demanded a university degree and why we were the only family that couldn't break 55 miles an hour on a freeway. It ultimately provided a platform, a platform of the love of sport, the importance of family, a little bit of competition, and of course, the outdoors, for which now my brothers, my cousins, and now my children, or child, I should say, I've only got one, still love to this day. And my mum had a big role in that. And so within our means and our life, she created adventure in experience. The third legacy piece, as I look back, I was born for the stage. Growing up in the aftermath of the Second World War in great poverty, opportunities for my mum's childhood were relatively limited. But in another life, my mum might have sought the stage. Whether aiming for centre stage or shock value at a party, a loyal member of her local church choir, including all of the gossip I might add, and a key member in later life of the Funky Voices, a singing group that she absolutely loved in her life before Alzheimer's began to take over. She just loved a little bit of razzle-dazzle, and goodness me, could she have it. Now, I can't always say it was appropriate or timely, but it sure as heck was fun. And it brought in community with that little injection of British naughtiness that infused her and her DNA as a person. I don't have a story of her singing and no stage credits to her name, but I can tell you of her nature and the now infamous visits to come and see me in America. Goodness me, the purple patch swim, 40 swimmers in the pool with their fearless leader on deck, organising the lanes in a loud, booming voice, needing to try and reach to the far ends, and so finally, a kerfuffle. What's going on? Chaos. I shout down, demanding my attention. I turn to Angus. Some of you guys know Angus with a stare. And he is there pulling up his swimsuit. Only afterwards do I hear that it was my mum who was the source of that kerfuffle. I'm going to lead the rest of that story to your imagination. The next part of her legacy, she loved sports. How much? Well, making the adventure to San Francisco for the wedding of her favourite son, let's face it, me. Mum spent two weeks immersed in family with myself, Kelly, and the broader family. Alcatraz, a week of wedding celebration. Kelly, her family, friends from around the world. She heard speeches from my brothers, spending quality time with Kelly's family. It was a magical and wonderful celebration. And as Martin, the oldest brother, helped my mum back onto the plane, they sunk into the chairs for the long journey home. Whew, Martin said, wow, what an incredible two weeks. Mum, what was your favourite part? And her answer defied expectations. I just love watching the San Francisco Giants winning the World Series. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, a glorious World Series that it was for the Giants. A 2010 victory that was followed by another in 2012 and more in 2014. And it lit my mum's imagination and heart. How could it not? Well, perhaps because she had absolutely no idea what baseball really was, and especially what the World Series was. But mum, we wouldn't have it any other way. 
because this was my mum. And these were little snippets that maybe paint a picture of who she was. But undoubtedly, undoubtedly, her biggest imprint on the world came through swimming. It was a part of my childhood, my brothers, the extended family, all of us. As a family, we were more chlorinated than we were aerated. All the way down to the dry, crisp, green-tinged hair. We swam. My dad swam. My mum swam. We were a swimming family. In fact, she owned a swimming school that enabled hundreds, no, likely thousands of school-aged children to learn to swim safely. She also taught hundreds of adults to swim. Those were childhoods that missed becoming water safe, whose holidays were limited by being unable to even go near the pool or ocean, who could never surf or windsurf or many of the other water sports, who would not be able to help their kids learn to swim and enjoy swimming pools. My mum's passion was to bring joy and access to those fearful adults, to open a world of chlorine shampoo to them, and she did, many of them. We cannot begin to count how many folks' lives were impacted from my mum, helping them become water safe, or simply enjoy the water. It is what she did. It was her driver in life. She owned her own swim school. She also taught at so many of the region's schools, Haycroft, Glebe, North Street, Belfast, Eastwood, Wesley, so many more that were imprinted by her passion for teaching swimming. And the funny thing is, the thing that kind of tugs at my heartstrings more than anything, is that it's without irony that now, many, many years later, many miles away, I have my own child, Baxter, who's nine. And right now, he loves the outdoors, nature, sports, and Kelly and I try and open up opportunities and let him do everything that he wants in sport. We want to give him a crack at everything. He's learning to speak French. He's tried a bit of lacrosse, biking, hiking, camping, soccer, baseball, basketball, climbing. He learns to play guitar. But just this week, his words still leave a timely echo in my ears. Baxter, how was baseball practice? Good. If you've got a young boy, you know how it goes. Was it fun? Yes. What did you like? Dad, I liked it all. But I want you to remember one thing, my number one thing, that's swimming. That was the very day that my mum passed. Unrelated, but a little point in time that I'm going to, for maybe convenience or nostalgia, I don't know, but I'm going to tie them together. Because I realise that he's fallen in love because of my love of swimming. And that is how it goes. You pass the mantle on, you move it on. And it kind of warms my heart. And so somehow, in some way, my mum trickled through to Baxter, his love of water, Baths, pools, oceans, yes, even hot tubs. Something I didn't even know what it was before I came to America when I was 18. A hot tub. You see, the swimming DNA, it's strong, it seems. And so, ladies and gentlemen, yes, 
we all leave a little imprint on this world. And when one of yours goes, it's likely that you probably can't help but reflect and go a little bit big picture. So I ask you this, what do you want to do in your life? What's most important to you? Who are the folks that you care about the most, that you listen to, that you keep in touch with? Don't let them go. And maybe, how are you going to be remembered? You've got time. It's all ahead of you. Passages of time are never easy, but they're important. And they're a part of the fabric of this thing that we call life. As my friend Chris would say, life's rich pageant. And so this week, guys, if you will allow me, I'm taking the week off. What I'm doing is flying home and I'm going to be with family and friends at home in England. And I'll be looking after them, but I'm also going to be looking after myself. And I know we are going to laugh and cry and reflect and look forward. And so for today's show, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for listening. And I hope you join me as I have a little drink to my mum. Please stay safe, look after each other and keep chasing your dreams. Cheers. Thanks so much for listening. This has been the Purple Patch Podcast. And if you like what you hear, we'd really appreciate it if we share with your friends and really go the extra mile. Head over to Apple Podcasts or your favorite platform to follow, rate, and review the show. Your support and reviews go a long way to increasing our visibility and, of course, the exposure to time-starved people everywhere who want to integrate sport into life and ultimately thrive, just like me and you. Don't forget, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Links to the episode resources and all of our programs can be found at purplepatchfitness.com. Thanks much for listening. Take care.